Didn't we know Facebook had our phone number like 10 years ago? Yeah, right. Like yeah. the moment you installed that app, you just imagine it's got everything, yeah. even yeah. if you didn't click it. You don't even have don't... to install it. It's, no. it's like it's the yellow pages. They just have you now. That's yeah. Well, I'm and, and besides, one of the things that they used to and still routinely do is they go through and index all of your contacts. I'm jealous because Mark never called me. Yeah. He never called you personally? And no, and Zuckerberg never called me, but he has my phone number. I'm bothered. <laughs> oh man, what a waste. <laughs> And welcome to Black Hills Information Security Taco About the News. I'm your host, Corey slash me. Uh, I actually paid $8 a month to be on this show. Oh, wait, no, that was my Twitter verification status. Wow. (laughs) So that's where we're at. We have a star-studded cast of hosts. That's why you're a host, because you paid $8. We have everyone, everyone important is on today. We have Ryan, who has somehow found a shady place in Florida, I guess. It's a daylight savings time. It's all shady now. (laughs) (laughs) We have BSD Bandit, who's a pixel art. Yeah. (laughs) We have Wade, who shamefully and sadly shaved his mustache. Wow. Wow. But took all the hair and glued it. He took all of his hair and glued it to (laughs) his eyebrows. Yeah. So it moved it up, right? So. We have Bronwyn, who Elon Musk is allowing to join us today. Ooh, you've been his minions. Minions. His minions. Have you, have you said anything mean to him? Because if you have, you're probably going to lose it. Access. Yeah. So Bronwyn, after this show, since we're going to discuss the Twitter thing, you might want to get a backup internet rolling. <laughs> no, yeah. I never. Yeah. No, no, no. I still have the old one on failover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. That makes sense. We also have Mike, who is a regular. We all know Mike. He's got so much stuff in the background. He always looks like he has some... I can't tell if it's snacks or like computer hardware. Oh, yeah, no, it's those chocolate-covered yes. cherries. Yes. Okay, so it's snacks Almonds. and computer. Almonds. It's oh, both okay. kinds of chips. <laughs> yeah. Both kinds of <laughs> chips. That was good. That was a good... Not we have Mike, Ralph, who... We don't know if he's bald today or not. I'm always bald. I just always pretend. I have... <laughs> Oh, and we have Noah, who's have not bald, but is wearing a hat. I, I am wearing a hat, and uh, I was guilted into being here. So if I go off camera to go have a coughing fit, that's that's on oh, you all. So you, wait, you were guilted. What, is this? What, what was the guilt process like? Oh, mostly yeah. it was Wade saying the security doesn't wait on on being sick or something. And... <laughs> okay, is there? Are you in a different room? Because I remember like all fancy molding in a different room. No, this is, am, this am is I crazy? in my office. No, I, I totally moved offices. Okay. How many how many times I'm have not- you moved since we've asked you that question? <laughs> uh, well, so like I moved twice in my last house, two different yep. rooms, and then yes, now I've moved twice in this house. Yeah, we're still trying so, to Okay, know. so like, I see you have that like, really change it up just to keep you. You have a guessing. very rudimentary threat map there behind you. A globe? Yes. Is it just cube you? Okay. I don't see Are the you gonna lights like on paint it. it red as attacks happen? Yes, like you, you draw it on with a pen. Okay. <laughs> it's not gonna be <laughs> there- laser pointers. Automated laser pointers. <laughs> there, usually, Ooh. you know, if you've got a globe in their office. It means they're sophisticated or something, right? He's, is there, he's is got there a secretly, is there secretly booze inside that globe? Ham <laughs> radio, yes. ham radio, <laughs> even <laughs> better. Now or you can turn red. <laughs> that's where you red, get like the news. Red team, eighteen. So, so I think without further ado, I think we should discuss the Twitter 
we we just missed the bus last week. Uh, I think we have to discuss the Twitter thing. So for those that have been living under a rock, uh, Twitter is an application. It's brand new. It hasn't been around forever where you can tweet 140 characters and they're all emojis. That's how it works. Um, It's more than 140 now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, until so basically, Elon gets Twitter in charge, is going to be an extra dollar per character. Woo! <laughs> so Twitter is <laughs> private. Twitter is private now. It was a publicly traded company, and it is private. And mm-hmm. Elon bought it, and uh, he is kind of making big changes. Which I don't know why anyone's surprised by this because you don't just spend forty four bill and then leave everything the same. But <laughs> yeah. uh, people are fleeing. People are impersonating him. I think the biggest <laughs> story that we should not. discuss first is f- that if you impersonate him, your account gets permanently suspended. That is so, an interesting. Uh, so in a world of free absolute speech, free that's speech. the first line. <laughs> when, when you define free speech, you say everything after that is. Twitter, if you pretend to be Elon, that's the first rule of Twitter. That's it. All right. We've defined it. The first rule of Twitter (laughs) will pretend to be Elon. He has laid the law down and he is not messing around. It's free speech, except (laughs) unless you go ahead and mark your account as parody. All right. So just just for context, (laughs) we're still trying to figure out how to do that. uh, Elon did say that he was going to not make it just totally chaos. Now, the question is, where are the lines? Right. He just kind of like said, oh, we're going to have some rules. So what are the rules? Well, we found out one. So it's whatever makes him mad. Tune in next week (laughs) for what the next rule is going to be. It's. I, I know. Is it is it really that surprising? Well, I mean, no. one it, with no. these platforms, no. even no matter who they're controlled with, it's like, well, if you're going to speak bad about me or my beliefs, then yeah, I'm not going to let you do that on my platform. That's that's kind of the thing with them. So it comes back to the schoolyard, doesn't it? It yeah, comes back to like desync yeah. said. I just want people to like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sad thing is, is I actually looked it up, and there is a Twitter rule from free Elon that you're not supposed to impersonate somebody. There were no consequences for it, but there was the rule. It's like there's a rule you can't walk your lobster on a Tuesday in Maine, but they just use it to arrest people they don't like. <laughs> exactly. They're like, is that a lobster? The possession of lobsters should, is illegal. Should we all change yeah. our name to John Strand right now? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. I think it's funny. So yeah, I, I will say it is interesting because the the um you know it's like the rules are there, are they enforced? That depends. Um like ba- he has been making heads roll. There's been f- supposedly fifty percent of their staff is gonna be laid off. I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah. We've definitely seen happened. a lot of people they already laid off a bunch, yeah. Is it actually fifty yeah. percent? Well, we don't know yeah. the exact number, but well, we the, don't know the percentage, the, yeah. But we know that it's around fifty percent. That's kind of the idea, right? Like that's been the proverbial like message that has been brought from people in the know so yeah and the great part is that they they did it so fast they didn't think about who who they were letting go it's like oh crap we need to get work done and so now they're trying to get people back yeah if you're this person that he's trying to rehire please ask for twice your salary whatever it was (laughs) three four bit well well and also when you go into the interview wear shirts that says master like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
change your change change your handle to Elon Musk and then see if he'll hire you back. So we'll okay, okay. Which, so wait, someone yeah. said Mastodon. So now okay, BSD Bandit. Now explain what is Mastodon other than an extinct uh thing that doesn't exist anymore. Um it's just pretty much it's just a glossed over Twitter. It's just another really it's just a new Twitter. It's I, like the open source of Twitter. I, I, is it the, is it it's, the founder? It's an, is it it's, it's a an bit open source. That. Yeah, it's an open source <laughs> microblogging with multiple instances. Uh, there's multiple people out there running it. Each instance can have its own set of rules. Instances can say, "Oh, you're going to be Nazism. Fine, we're not going to let you talk to us. Otherwise, you could talk yeah. across the different instances." So it's, it's like BGP for social media. media. It's, <laughs> Yeah, it's a conglomerate for the most part it's something yeah. that is very raw right now and i hear a lot of people that have been transferring over looking at it yeah. and not transferring over to it saying but i could do this on twitter i could do that on twitter it, twitter didn't have half these features that you right. love now back when it started off this is a raw right. new thing you want something you added can't. to it you go in there and add it to it you can add it into the code code <laughs> can, it can we just go back to mail and as a user of Mastodon, you can't upload, for, and this is what I've tested over the weekend, you cannot upload um, videos from your phone. Um, so I've, I've, I've run into that Bring issue. I've noticed, <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that there's, um, even with um, your followers don't really get updated or, um, or whoever you follow doesn't get updated until you actually go into the web browser as opposed to the application on your phone. And this is from an iPhone perspective. But um it's it's pretty cool. It's this. It's not a bad thing. It's um. It is like isolated. So, so there there is an infosec server, and I guess based on your interest, there's different like servers based on what you're interested. It's kind of like so. Discord, but with followers, I guess. Well, yeah. much. In, you in can, a it's like way, if, I mean, yeah, it's, different it's like if microblogging went ahead and met Discord, met ahead interoperability yeah. between servers. Hmm. Oh my god! Well, you mean I it's think almost like TCP/IP almost. It's weird to take. But it doesn't to even take, use blockchain, yeah. so can it really be legit? No. So one person, Alex <laughs> Minster, said Mastodon is like email. So many different places. People have to manage their servers, instances, rules. So like email, unlikely to catch on. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume that was a joke. Uh, what is a Gmail? Can it talk to an AOL? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll be interested to see what happens. I think to sort of look at it at the business level, um, advertisers are fleeing Twitter in force because people are demanding they do because Musk has said this is a place where bad things can be said, basically, um, to sort of summarize it. That's not even 100% true when you actually take a look at the metrics on it. They were losing advertisers before Musk took over. Right. Anyways, it yeah. went down. Oh, the yeah. lowest point was in August, and he came back up a bit in September. And now all of them are saying, oh, we're pausing until we see what you do with this. It has nothing right. to do with what Musk is claiming it to be the cause of. So so, so you're saying it's more just about corporate turmoil and turnover and like the fact that mergers and acquisitions are always weird times. So maybe it's not the best time to buy a huge Twitter ad buy. I think some or of it maybe, is that. I think some of no. it is just a matter of, listen, we put so much money into it beforehand now they're now how are they going to moderate stuff and that i think goes back to earlier this year with all the concern about uh fake news coming through for the elections and trolls Mm -hmm. and what are they going to do with it and is it really a good investment on it at this point in time Mm -hmm. so (laughs) we buy twitter ad space that only focuses on elon musk 
So anyone who's <laughs> viewing Elon Musk, right? I'd so, like to target so, it to what, billionaires in California or wherever he lives. Yeah. What, the difference? Yeah, you know, some, many faces of Musk? <laughs> so, so, someone uh, desynced said, say bad things on Twitter with today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's who needs to advertise on Twitter. Pretend to be Elon Musk on Mastodon. <laughs> so I got two questions. All right. Do we think that any of these, and I'm going to use the word decentralized, like in air quotes here, because Mastodon isn't really like decentralized, but it's just not controlled by one entity, right? Right. Um, mm -hmm. Do we think any of these social media, social media, by the way, and the reason we're talking about this is like really hard to like get right. And I don't know if you can ever really get it right. You just like hopefully doesn't turn into a dumpster fire, um, which we right. have plenty of examples of that. Um, you know, there's other sites. That was that Twitter was before Musk bought it. I mean, <laughs> well, either way, do we think that well, any of these um, like, you know, non corporate owned, you know, where everyone is in control? Um, platforms are ever going to catch on or we're only going to, uh, um, you know, uh, live off these centralized platforms. We, will, we are dying. all destined to live off of Google forever or whatever. It's you dying. Know? Social media is dying. Look at all of the big social medias. They're just slowly, slowly coming out. The mm. only thing that's got it going is TikTok, right? And I wouldn't even what? call Google TikTok Plus social is media. Doing great. Google, Google Plus, Plus is doing is great. Oh, my it. God. <laughs> Hey, uh, it's coming. Bring, bring back IRC. Somebody screamed that earlier. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I never left. left. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never you catch on like email. IRC, yeah. you, can it. you know what we should all really do is join a Discord channel. Maybe an infosec knowledge sharing Discord channel where Whoa. we can all chat and talk Whoa. together about topics. Slide into my Discord. Huh? Does, <laughs> or, such a thing. You spend a little less time on social media. Spend a little more time on some mm -hmm. information security training. Uh, that also yeah. is. Yeah. Podcasts. Bring back podcasts, everyone. We're coming back. And maybe just watch a news channel that talks about the news, but really yeah, isn't cybersecurity. <laughs> we will uh, for this every Monday that comes on every Monday. Around like four PM or four thirty start time. It's, we it's, will make sure that we only talk nice things about Elon. We're gonna make the Sands so Podcast <laughs> News Channel next year. I'm telling you right now, we're going for it. <laughs> I, I, I think. I think to answer Ralph's question, though, I don't think a platform that doesn't have heavy centralization will ever get beyond like a hundred million users because like or, or like a huge number like a Facebook or a Twitter because the average population needs to be like. She shepherded into like a where they're going to exist. They need to be told like, here's how you sign up. You create your account. We're going to guide you through that process. We're going to give you suggested followers and suggested tweets and all that stuff. Otherwise, you're going to sign up from Discord or on whatever. You're going to connect and you're going to be like, okay, I'm on the server. I don't know what to do now. Um, so I don't think it's uh, I don't I don't think it's going to get huge. I think that it. Like Wade said, though, you could definitely have sort of a disparate, like breaking up of sort of central social media into these little small kingdoms of like, there's the Discord people and there's the Mastodon people and there's the IRC people that have never asked what life was. And there's the email people. I think that's I think that's the way it's going to go. That's my opinion. But that who I could be wrong. Social but, media is well, for just okay. like targeted individual groups. Hence the knowledge sharing Discord channel, right? Where I think that's probably the more targeted audience where you can share. Right. More but the thing stuff, is, the brand. It's going to be hard. Like, 
people build these huge brands and they want to, they want, they use social media as free advertising. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. you have to like figure that into it. Too. Why don't we get all the vendors together and then have them sponsor us and just like make a social media. And then that's just like all the cybersecurity vendors just like sponsor this one social media and then you can have all your ads there, but then all the infosec people talk on it. That's, Wait, well, I guess, I guess that's LinkedIn. With cybersecurity vendors though. Cause they're not going to all, they're all, vendors all the time. One. They're going to all make their own. Uh, you're absolutely. Uh, how do we get Miter to make a social media? No. <laughs> the Miter social media. Miter social media. <laughs> now, no, the que- Could you the question can, can Miter make social media in a safe manner? Come on. Mm. Is there going to be? I mean, that's a re- legit question. But getting back to Ralph's original question, though, any type of social media regardless, is always eventually going to turn into a dumpster fire because, I hate to say it, that's where people are at. I mean, I remember in the early days of forums, once they got on the internet, the presumed anonymity immediately turned nice people into jackholes almost immediately. They go from zero to flame war in Mm -hmm. three seconds. Any social media have the same problem. So we should have shut out now. You know, you know though, by, by that same breath, I've seen that happen in forums, in IRC, in yeah. Discord, in Slack. It, it's not yeah. unique to Twitter or Mastodon or Facebook no. or TikTok or Instagram or whatever. It's human nature no matter what you do. Heck, it happens in person if you think about it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So, I mean, we had Keybase, remember? Because it's like identity verification. The whole idea is like, you, if you know, because obviously if I'm tweeting at someone named like Fart Poop, I'm going to be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm better than you. But if I'm tweeting at like Linus Torvalds, I'm going to be like, please let me read your pull requests. So like, <laughs> but like on, tw- so I don't know, maybe the identity thing is a piece of it where like it's the dehumanization to be like, no, you're you're just a little box on the screen. I don't care what you think. I hate you. Like I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe there's a way to get rid of that. Maybe not. I don't know. How do you, how do you humanize social media? That's what right. you're saying. As someone who's worked a lot of customer service and taken a lot of orders over a headset, I'll tell you this, like the moment they see you in person, everyone's attitude changes, no matter what oh, yeah. they're yelling at oh, you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, okay. The, re- the next social media is going to be VR based. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Metaverse. Metaverse. Oh, sorry. The next time you. Yeah. We got it. We got to do one episode in the metaverse. We just have to yeah. do one. We oh, no, we lost Bronwyn. We, no. we we did lose Bronwyn. We got to move on to the like, next oh, article. This guys, Musk we'll never us. stop talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent twenty five minutes talking know, about guys. Twitter. Yeah. I'm, trying, I'm, like, I'm like, we should push this because you know Elon's going to obviously shut us all down. He's going to. I don't even everything. use Twitter. Full disclosure. Yes. Full disclosure. So. You walk. there are some uh, there are some mastodons if you're interested in yeah. in, in moving away. Just Google it. There's mastodons. <laughs> So, did um did you guys talk about Dropbox last week? Nope. Let's nope. talk about Dropbox. Ooh. What happened? There was not. There was another breach, like from 2016. Good yes. times. Yes, they actually got in a DeLorean, went back to 2016, and got breached <laughs> again. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes. No. So hackers on. So there's actually kind of two articles related to this, but hackers unauthorized access to 130 GitHub source uh, code repositories. Right. Um. So. I guess that the uh, Dropbox breach was a little bit more involved. Hold on. 
So it's kind of like the uh, it's like the Twitch breach, right? It's it's similar to that where it's not like a data leakage. It's just like repository access. Maybe they compromise a developer account, something like that. Could be. And then fight the actors. They, yeah. they were warrant phishing, stealing GitHub credentials. Yeah, I mean it's that's API pretty interesting. Like, yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure wow. there was a lot of juicy stuff in those repos that they've scooped up. So yeah, this happened to Twitch too, where like it wasn't mm-hmm. like user they just disclosed all their GitLab. I think it was their GitLab instance, but um, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting attack to just go after a specific repository instead of like generic accounts. So um, welcome to the world of CICD pipelines and API keys and all the other fun stuff that comes along with it. Like, I think they're amazing, but from a security perspective, right? Um, access to one could get you access to this, just like a waterfall of other things, yeah. right? So was it not a fish? Was it not a targeted? It says these it, legitimate it looking emails directed employees to visit a fake Circle CI login page, enter their mm-hmm. GitHub oh, username yeah. and password. Yep. It was and a then, fish. So, so it's a fish, but it's giving yeah. access to GitHub. Yep. So enable MFA, which allowed them to get the API keys. <laughs> so to give to give like to to be MFA the CSO in the room, fatigue. is this why we shouldn't use GitHub? Oh, like, GitHub's bad. That's why you what enable no, MFA. The reason why you use GitHub, Google Chrome, like you know. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the, it is. Well, so the reason you use GitHub and all these CI/CD pipelines is because you were able to fire five people because now you don't need those five people to manually do some process, right? And so <laughs> that was like the whole point, right? Uh, so, but it's not GitHub. Like the CI/CD pipelines aren't the problem, right? Just the access to these and you know how ubiquitous that access is and how simple it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's really what you're going after. It all so comes back it, it to is- people. Yeah, it does. And it's interesting. This one, it says the company says they're upgrading to hardware security keys for phishing resistance. Yeah. There's Yubi several key. companies that have, have upgraded to YubiKeys since being phished with all the big yeah. MFA attacks going right now. So that's yeah. going to be the hot Ooh. new thing is pushing yeah, those out. YubiKeys have been making yeah. some serious cash recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just it's hard. And if you've ever worked with YubiKeys, it's a little rough sometimes, too, you're, because you're, 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 you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Universal two factor. Requires a backup, and the backup is another universal two-factor key, or other some kind of like enterprise managed solution, right? So that you can't like make a copy of the key. So if you are using universal two-factor, right, and you don't have a backup way to log in, you'll need two keys, and you add both of those to your account, and then you just keep one as a backup. So just a heads up. I guess it's better than push spam or something. You well, know, it's it, better it, than it, SMS. All right. So the other thing is too is like the um uh the phone the uh porting, SMS. right yeah sms porting mm-hmm. and stuff like that right so that's another piece of it so well and there is a way you can back up the YubiKey key to like a file type backup but then you can just like upload it to your google drive unsecurely and it'll be great but oh if there is please <laughs> please send me the documentation because i've been looking for that i'll show you i figured it out a while back how to do it it's, it's beautiful project, but you can beautiful. Do it. post it for everybody because I, I was... just send it to me because i can just back yours up for you oh thank <laughs> you just make sure your bitcoin wallet's in there yeah, just, well, I, I keep yeah, my bitcoin wallet on my... it is plug yeah. your yubikey into a host that you can like remote into and then you just pull it up oh so you just rdp onto a host that already has the yubikey yeah got it yeah fancy but you have to like tape something over the thing so it thinks yeah you're so it's always pressing the button it's just non-stop right. spamming <laughs> the uh universal <laughs> i would just recommend putting the put your have your yubi key putting the passwords onto twitter and then just have an api that pulls down the tweets yes because they're always changing that way you'll never <laughs> catch what it is right do you think that's trustworthy 
I mean, <laughs> it's public, so it must be trustworthy. <laughs> it's obscure, I mean, you though, can't, so no one will ever it's know. It's against the rules to impersonate someone. Did you, that's you why know? you have to label it YubiKey. You so, label, so yeah, Yubi but it, YubiKey accounts <laughs> will be banned unless they're labeled YubiKey. <laughs> <laughs> YubiKey underscore one, underscore two, underscore three. Uh, <laughs> on uh, the next edition of talking about what not to do in security. <laughs> right. So... Sadly, we don't have any updates from the uh, ransomware region of Eastern Europe. We don't have any new new products. I think honestly, oh. during the holidays, and there's a whole other war thing they've been fighting. So maybe just... is it noteworthy to talk about that there wasn't a ransomware attack I, this the, week? The Denmark <laughs> one the is interesting. Find one. It hasn't been reported no, yet. There wasn't we one in big news. Yet, yeah. Yeah. Just wait. Mm. That train is never late. <laughs> So I heard that uh, news sites are injecting malware. This is, uh, is this different from paywalls? Is malware, is, is paywalls not, a, not considered malware yet? You have to have a paywall blocker to prevent the paywall malware. Oh, okay. So this is, a, this is our, for free. this is our supply chain attack uh, buzzword that we've covered. Bingo, get so, the board. Apparently threat actors are using compromised infrastructure of an undisclosed <laughs> media company. <laughs> Which that's I don't know how that's Sock undisclosed. <laughs> <laughs> They're just deploying a JavaScript ransomware, or I guess sorry, I just said ransomware malware framework, aka fake updates. Which that's like a normal phishing ruse from 2015. Uh, basically, there's a company that provides video and content advertising to major outlets. Their stuff was uh, compromised and is now injecting JavaScript. So JavaScript is pretty scary based on everything now that is done in javascript uh it's pretty heavily like sandboxed and stuff but does anyone know this sock ghoulish uh framework what does it do can i buy it <laughs> i mean you probably can't buy it if you get on the right form <laughs> which is weird they're all on forms now like it's just the normal <laughs> javascript ransomware stuff would be like you know, stealing cookies, opening tabs to sketchy websites, all the good stuff. Stealing sounds your like browser really data. Need, sounds like I really need to work on the talk I've been threatening to make for you. Web browsers are evil. Mm. I mean, mm. you've been threatening to make a talk for years, Bronwyn. It's worth doing. <laughs> yeah, you should do it. <laughs> you have to thread it. It's worth it. So someone uh, asked, you know, is this different from the... Uh, is this different from the ad network delivered malware of the early 2000s? Not really. No. <laughs> it's no. it's nope. pretty much the same. It's uh, same it's JavaScript game. now. Instead of Flash or uh, Silverlight or uh, ActiveX, Cold now Fusion. it's just Cold Fusion. Yeah, now it's uh, JavaScript. Fusion. So it's cross-platform and uh, it's scarier because it's cross-platform, mm -hmm. I guess. Oh, yeah. You can't and you just... don't need a plugin extension to read it. No, no. Uh -huh. I got the extension as malware. That was the whole... Oh, it gives you the extension. Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the yes. The extension helps yeah, the, get you free Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. If know. you're wondering if your user base would install an extension to view the news, you need to care about this news article. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Ralph said, if you even made an extension, like this will give you free Netflix. You'll get a ton of downloads just from people yeah. like, I want free Netflix. <laughs> So, okay, yeah. the question I have is how do you defend against this? How do you defend against like going to a website that is bad? <laughs> so I actually have a thing for this. Like, um, I should I should really make the blog post for it, and this might be the thing to push it over, but 
Um, you can actually, if you're doing enterprise management and you're using like Google Chrome or Edge or any of those Chromium based, you can actually lock up, you can restrict the installation of uh, extensions and then you can lock the dev tools so they can't sideload. Oh, wow. Via registry oh. keys and okay. GPOs and stuff like that. So there's actually some stuff you can do to protect against this, prevent extensions from just getting loaded in. So I wonder how many of these, because this is like, uh, yeah, we don't know the capabilities of this. Like, I'm assuming it's trying to do an extension, like Noah said, because an extension gives you much more control over the browser. It lets you execute commands and do all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. Um, but it is possible that it's just some, instead of being an extension, it's just like your, you know, end day uh, browser exploit could be. So we don't know much about this framework, the sock ghoulish framework, but... Um, mm. It's been around for a long time. It's as a service. Um, you can purchase it. It says it's been, you know, they've detected it on over 25,000 sites um, on lots of different campaigns. Uh, it's JavaScript. It's on Malware Bazaar if you're interested to uh, dig into it. So, continuing, Ralph, you got a story? Ooh. Um, TikTok privacy policies. What could oh, go wrong? Oh, no, no. Oh, God. It we all know like, it. China yeah. has all of our data. It's okay. The, China did we talk has... about the FCC just like continuously trying to get TikTok banned? Yes. Like, are they just not getting the followers they want? <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting the momentum they thought they were going to get. You know, to like really move it off the platform. It's so like... this is a new this is a new uh, policy that was put in by TikTok that basically mm -hmm. uh, is very clear confirmation that GDPR is being violated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so really essentially, uh, the idea here is very simple, which is that employees of TikTok who are in China can access user data of Europeans or Americans or anywhere else. Um, so that is a pretty, it says, yeah, here's their, um, here's their justification for it based on a demonstrated need to do their job <laughs> subject to a series of robust security controls and approval protocols. And by way of methods that are recognized under the GP GDPR, we allow certain employees located within every country in the world to access European user data, the company said. So they're basically <laughs> like, we're breaking GDPR, but we found a loophole. So good luck. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're just doing. I it don't. I, I guess I'll, I'll be interested to see if the GDPR people in Europe figure out how they're actually violating it because this seems like it shouldn't be possible. But I guess if it's like PCI and it just says you have to have a policy in place and they just break their own policy, it kind of is like a get out of jail free card. So I mean, this isn't even the sketchiest thing that I've seen the TikTok app do, though. I mean, I haven't checked it recently, but you can just like install Wireshark. Uh, in the app on like an Android phone and just see it doing all sorts of sketchy stuff. So this really doesn't like this makes this almost makes sense to me. But well, no, I didn't. You, if you were didn't, concerned before. Why would you be concerned now? Is really the question I'm posing. Didn't you hear that they have robust security controls and approval protocols? Yeah, anyone can say that. So is, yeah, but so advanced <laughs> like advanced threats, you know, or highly sophisticated attackers that you know. Happened it's to so entertaining now. malware on all of these corporate assets. I, I don't, yeah, yeah, that's probably what they'll say if they get in trouble. Is we were hacked, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> we <were hacked>. <laughs> <laughs> they created the connection. I guess, am I the only one though who, I mean, as privacy law goes, GDPR definitely broke ground, and everyone in this room definitely knows that 
our laws have not caught up with the advances in the technology. But the problem is the laws don't stop people from doing bad things. And that's, I guess that's the thing that really annoys me is that we have the laws, but people are going to do squirrely things and shady things anyway. The only difference is that if you have the money and you can afford the lawyers, you can go after these people, assuming you can make the charges stick. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think someone will go after TikTok. They seem like kind of an easy target. Uh, like they literally said, like, we're following GDPR. Come at us. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see. Come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what TikTok said is come at me, bro. Yeah. Like to to the GDPR uh people. So uh see if they do. I got talk talk about the uh the trains. <laughs> the trains. About, yeah. Wait, trains. do you like trains? Do you want to share who do you want to share some pictures of a train that what, you can what red blooded American doesn't love trains, all right? If you don't like trains, <laughs> so are we hacking trains? What's going on here? I was in Denmark, Denmark this weekend. All right, here's the story. I, I was in Denmark this weekend, as one does when one wants some of some of those um Danishes. And um, <laughs> apparently I tried to get on the train and uh the company Supeo, which provides enterprise asset management solutions to railway companies, cough, cough, MSSP, Ooh. was compromised and uh, stopped trains from let's, operating. Let's tell the real story, all right? Corey missed the train. He DDoSed them so he could get back, and they, they'd all stop, and then he got on it once they were DDoSed. He's like, all right, we're good. We all know that's what really happened. I, I don't know. I like this article just because you don't hear a lot of uh, hacks affecting the physical world, right? And this is definitely one of those, and it's something to keep an eye on just because it... It's like I feel a third-party like IT person. You wouldn't, or third-party IT service. You wouldn't normally expect them to uh, bring down an entire train system. Yeah, from a DDoS so, okay. at that. I mean, we were just talking about. How, or, I'm sorry, it says cyber attack. Who knows if it was a DDoS? But what's probably I don't ransomware. Think it was a DDoS. Truth. Yeah, Maybe. it's probably ransomware. <laughs> so okay, so this I think for me the discussion that this brings up more than anything is how far is too far to outsource? Because <laughs> yeah. it sounds like they outsourced their. OT infrastructure to this third party? Yeah. Which just like, I guess I'm like, okay. Outsourcing Windows management and updates, I get it. Like it's annoying. You you don't really care about Windows. You just want to drive trains. Yeah. But then it's like, now you've outsourced the trains. Like <laughs> you've, you've actually been like, no, we're a company that does trains. We can't manage trains. Like I don't, I don't understand that. Why so would you outsource OT? They, di they didn't outsource OT. What Sapero did was they went ahead in our asset management. So knowing what you have out there, whether it be OT or IT. The, what bugs me about this is, is not the fact that it can happen. It's the fact of how easily it could happen, especially here in the States. The actual railway structure, and I'm sorry, my kid's so into trains, I've, I've wound up learning a lot about them over the last couple of years. The actual train infrastructure for switches, et cetera, is extremely old. And when people have tried to go ahead and connect to that to try and force trains to run into each other, it hasn't happened. On the other hand, Union Pacific and BNSF and all the other trains here in the States have switched over to a precision rail scheduling over the last number of years, 
which is a lot more controlled by computer systems. And that's where the hackers could actually get in and start really messing with stuff. And it sounds something similar to what they did here, um, was that uh, Supo had, had access in to be able to manage assets, and through that they were able to go ahead and take down networks or so it says cause a problem it, with it. Yeah, so it, we don't know a lot of details about the attack, but it does say that the attack impacted the Digital Backpack 2 platform, which is provided by them, which allows train drivers to access critically critical information using an iPhone or iPad. So it's possible that this, like, I could definitely see it, like you said, that there's this system and app that tells you, like, is the track ahead clear? Yes or no. Uh, and you have to use that to check before you start driving down that track. That's an assumption that I've just made, but I could definitely see that being a reason why they would actually stop trains. Because if you're using a system to check if it's safe to proceed and you can't check that, you have to not proceed. You think no. the the systems to stop cars would also be on that same system as well, right? Or anything else? Like that's my first thought: is gates to shut down roads. But in I San Diego, think, there's a lot of trains, so there's a lot of gates. But I would guess it's probably like probably more of a a procedural thing where they brought down they stopped the trains. I don't think it's like someone hit a a bit that forced all the trains to slam on their brakes at 101 p.m. I think it's like they, I think it's like a train operator opened up his phone and said, "Let's see if the track is clear ahead." Oh, it says 404 not found. Hey, can I keep going even though the track says it isn't clear ahead? No, you can't. It's trains shut down. That's my guess. But I mean, we don't, you know, we that's, don't. that's probably the best guess. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably about uh, probably an extremely good guess on it, especially with the way that uh, railroad scheduling has been advancing over the years. Um, as far as the gates to stop traffic from crossing, that's all sitting on the old network. And that actually uses an IR system called FRED which is on the back end of each thing to go ahead and raise and lower the gates. Mike, you know a little too much about this. That's all I'm saying. Were you I, in, I told you, <laughs> where are you in, been, are you in been, Denmark this weekend? I've been weekend? learning a lot about trains over the <laughs> last few years. I told you people love trains. Does Digital Backpack 2 have a bounty, a bug bounty that you're about to cash in on? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I guess yeah, this is this is very interesting. Um, the speculation is that the the provider of that uh, application was subject to a ransomware attack. So that that's the speculation. We don't really know, but if you were in if you were in uh, the Netherlands or Denmark or wherever this was, Denmark, right? Yeah, um, Denmark. If you're in Denmark, first of all, I'm sorry you couldn't ride the train because it's probably relatively uh, cold this time of year. But um, I guess it came back. I mean, how long was it down? That's that's the other question. Like, was it? It doesn't. We can jump off. We can jump off it. It's, <laughs> it's still down. See if you stop still... freight. Like imagine if you freight is still. So the, the, the continue on with it. Freight's a huge thing and moves us still a lot of goods, especially across what? the U.S. Right? No way. Freight trains. Yeah, way. Yeah. Just and it, I would imagine that'd be a pretty gnarly crippling function if you were able to do this to that to a freight system at least at a large scale. I'm guessing Mike will have something to say about this, and I'm completely wrong. But well, no, yeah. you're absolutely right on it. Um and. You could see that as far as the basic breakdown of 
freight across the U.S. that has helped spur inflation and not allowing people to get raspberry pies and some of this other stuff that's sitting on these ships that are sitting off the harbors of San Diego, L.A., San Francisco, etc., because of the amount of people that they don't have right now to run to work on the trains themselves going ahead and shutting down anything train wise through a computer attack will go ahead and create the same if not a worse situation for it all if they can't schedule things out properly if they don't know where the trains are located and if it's safe to go ahead then you've just crippled everything you can say well switch over to truck drivers Nah, there's a shortage of truck drivers all the time <laughs> i mean that because then you like you have to spin those truck drivers up because those truck drivers are already in use i mean like the entire u.s logistics system well and i'm assuming in other places too but especially in the u.s because of how we like to do like drop shipping everything nowadays which is really great um by the way flipper zero i still need my flipper zero if you're watching um, <laughs> but like any, any, any sort of logistics pipeline you get like locked up in port for three days longer than you expect and you're just thrown off I, it's any of that it's kind of the wild west it, logistics is basically the complete like there's no organization it's like we mm. found a guy with the truck he'll be in touch in like three hours or three months depending <laughs> yeah. on whether you're lucky more than just one product then everyone wants that guy with the truck and then they start competing in prices and the guy's like well I would take your load, but this guy gave me more money for his. So, so yours is sitting at a depot at a truck stop. Um, so I and think you don't let's, even want to know. You don't even want to know how unsafe those depots are. Yeah. So speaking of I scary don't. things, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about Facebook. <laughs> Wait, what? No, we're and not talking about Facebook. Favorite, no, and our favorite no. CEO who doubles no. as a ghost for Halloween every year. No, <laughs> no, no, we're not. No more social we're, media. We're not, we we, we hit the about, social media limit. This is good. This is good. All right. Besides, obviously, them doing lots of bad stuff. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Facebook <laughs> was scraped a little while ago, and all your you cell phone numbers. Yes, Meta. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you don't have this <laughs> sorry, data, I will. I don't think they know that because they say Facebook's parent company, Meta. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I get, sure it. I get it. Facebook straight up is Meta. It, we're, we're so Meta now. Okay. Anyways, so Facebook, or <laughs> AKA Meta, um, has decided to release a tool to let you know if they have your cell phone number. And what you can do is, like, in the, this very small font, you can click here if you have any questions about your rights. And it'll search to see if your phone number, mobile phone number, is in their database. If it finds it, you can supposedly delete it, which means let them know that you're on to them. And um, <laughs> yes, it's kind of interesting. Facebook <laughs> probably has your phone number. No, they do. And in fact, People that was the thing in the article. That they have numbers for people who didn't even sign up, right? They're just like so it's because numbers. it's because you when you sign up for Facebook, you want to find your friends on Facebook. Right. And how do you do that? Yeah. You upload your entire address book, yes. yep. obviously. Yeah. I never upload my address and book. You guys why, are fools. Like, even if you say you don't want to be on social media, like if yeah. I were to make this decision, like I don't want to be on social media, it doesn't really keep me entirely off of social media because you still have family yeah. and friends and everyone yeah. else. That's right. gonna I, all of that. I you. would say a phone number is not private anymore. That's like gone. It's really not. Right? But... It just happens to not include your name by default. Okay, it's not like you can decode your name from the number. That's about it. Right. Right. Um. 
But yeah. So. Yeah, at least we can use burner phone numbers. But this is an interesting privacy thing where it's like, it, it, it's almost the like... The website just went down. Who oh, did it? <laughs> I'm trying it right now. It's unable to process my request. It's so, a uh, business yeah. insider? No, I'm just kidding. picture of, of, of Mark Zuckerberg sitting there like, like, I'm sorry, I can't process your request right now. Well, I I'm sorry. I'm... Maybe you could enumerate phone numbers with this. Like, does it come back with a name or an email? That Is it really... someone it, it, it dig crashed. into this? I don't know. <laughs> someone dig into this. I'm sure it responds with a JSON uh, object that's just every phone number in their database, and it's yes, like five just terabytes. One blob, one single <laughs> blob of everyone's number. But it's encrypted. All comma See, it's uh, encrypted, and then you have to decrypt it client side. It's all JavaScript. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, not surprising. Use a burner phone number. That's the way to go for I, I everything. Don't use uh, Facebook. I, I don't know. Anyways, I just think no, it's no, because like Noah said, you can like okay. Here's the solution. First of all, don't have any friends. Second of all, <laughs> give all your friends a burner number. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you don't even need to give them a burner number if you don't have friends, dude. I beat you. To True. The step one is easy. <laughs> uh, and don't up. Okay, PSA though, for real. Though, don't upload. No friends and no family. Or give all your okay, family burner phone numbers. PSA for everyone. Do not upload your address book to anything that is on the internet. Don't do that. Don't you want us so to What about to Google Cloud Backup? No, don't do it. ICloud? Just don't. You don't need your friends' numbers. You're not going to call them. Just, you don't, you just don't move call on. them now. Why do you think that if you exactly. make a connection, you would hang out more? You're not. Clear out your address book. Just clear it out. Have like five <laughs> people know. That's what I do. Sweet security tip. Everyone just hit select all delete in your address book. <laughs> yes. So anyways, our favorite. Plus then you get the fun of like, you get to, ha you have to memorize people's phone numbers. And then when there's an yeah. emergency, you already know their phone numbers. It's super easy. It's so they, they call that address book zero now. It's address a book zero. Or you could just write it down and no one can have it digitally. Yeah, what if there was a system of like a rotating bunch of cards you could have that would like spun around? Wouldn't that be really cool? We should go I, back that to like a, a roll Rolodex. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. No, no. But we should talk about how this is a news article that's not going to shock anyone. <laughs> China is stockpiling vulnerabilities. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I but this is the, doing that. But the slightly more interesting part says Microsoft. Right. Well, they, China says they have a law that says you can't tell anyone about a vulnerability you found unless you tell China first, which. Uh, it's a little interesting, right? There, I'm sure there's some bug bounty people going around that, but it is very interesting because, like, some of the best countrywide uh, NDA, <laughs> some of the best vulnerability researchers are Chinese. Like, what is it, Orange Sai? I think he's oh, yeah. they're they're Chinese, and I don't know their gender or name, but like that, they win hack. Uh, what is it? Hack the whatever every year. They're insanely good. Hack the whatever. I think it's the official name. It doesn't matter. It's just anything. They win it. Smash. I forget what it's called. Smash. They've got more smash the hack. Smash the hack. Smash the hack button. I don't know what it's called. But it is, I will say, it is interesting to hear Microsoft blow the whistle on this and say, this isn't fair. This is in their 2022 digital defense report, which you can receive a copy if you send them your address book. We talked about <laughs> it asserts that China's Chinese law might be enabling the Chinese government to weaponize the vulnerabilities. The quote is basically the increased use of zero days over the last year from China based actors likely reflects the first full year of China's vulnerability disclosure requirements for the Chinese security community and a major step in the use of zero day exploits as a state priority, says Microsoft. 
Um, they listed a bunch of ones: the Solar Winds one, Zoho ADFS or AD Self Service Plus <laughs> Exchange. Bunch of yeah, <laughs> a bunch extreme. of so. This is their as- assertion: is that China is hoarding this stuff. I guess what I would say is, welcome to the club, China. We've been doing this for years. <laughs> um, oh, you don't have to give anything to get the report. I just downloaded it. Oh, you have to give up your whole address book? No what address about book. all your friends? Don't no worry. address book. It's an 11-page PDF. That's it. I would not oh, recommend this one. That's what it was. It's for definitely me, for the executives. It's all an extension to get it. Oh, <laughs> that's why you didn't have to put your name. It's actually 114 page. You got the abridged version. I had to confirm uh, my phone number with them, and then they text me something, and I had to send them back my contacts. But, mm. It is interesting to see Microsoft just waiting like neck deep into the attribution game and just being like you have zero days you, like it's a very interesting you are thing. bad people like, it's also like holding zero days like i'm not accusing them of hoarding them i'm accusing them of just being like well i'll fix that one of these days but still they have a pile of them too and you know it the the inter- more well, interesting they sell part, them to though, the government like, they, they sell them uh, to the government that. but it's like politically okay now there that's that's them saying like we don't care about the rest of the world just because they have that law whereas in i think that's the interesting factor of this it's, it's yeah it, exactly it's it's microsoft being like there were more exploits and you have this crappy law so we're gonna point the finger at you uh and just say that you're the reason why <laughs> we've slowly been losing people oh <laughs> the drop, they they come back Elon's going here. after her. I'm just hiding. Does it's anyone else have any time. stories? It's 50, 55 minutes. Ryan, you ruined everything. 55 minutes long. 55 minutes. I, I didn't have any. Wait, oh, wait, let's do this one. Let's do this one. All right. We got Becker one selling one. access to 576 oh, corporate yeah. networks for 4 million. That's no, like a I bargain, think, dude. It does. <laughs> I don't think is it. I don't think it's like one lump sum. I think it's like, oh, they did all the math for all the initial asset access brokers and how much <laughs> it would cost yeah, yeah. to it buy says, it all, right? Okay. Yeah, this is another report which you can get if you submit your address book to this company. Mm-hmm. Um, this is based on the this is based on research from the cyber intelligence firm Kila, based out of Israel. Israel. Um, the, the report was titled their ransomware report, but um, this is something we've discussed before. The whole initial access brokers. Um, yeah. Let's do some rough napkin math here. Uh, five seventy-four million divided by five seventy-six. Okay, so it's eighty yeah. grand. Oh wait, no, it's definitely not, not zero. that much. It's uh, six thousand six thousand nine hundred dollars, seven thousand dollars per company. That's actually more than I would have expected. No, it is that, that is that time. is completely right. That because it's like ten to twenty dollars most of the time. Well, but it's, it's four dead million. cheap. They said the average time to sell the access was 1.6 days. I don't know if that's true either. That's what it that's says. That's a little weird. <laughs> so the it's numbers are somewhat made up. It's written on the numbers are somewhat made up. This is aggregate. So, I mean, they could have just gone on Google and searched initial access brokers and then pulled some random This is numbers, how you make but... articles. You just Google more articles. <laughs> so, yeah. So if, if, this is, if, if it's selling that quickly, is their marketing technique such that it's like, hey, we're reaching out to people who we think want access to this network, or is there like a want to buy section? Like, yes, really there's yes. a buy, both, yes, a both, want to buy yeah. section in the forums, and then people yeah. are just yep. going through there, and then they're like, fire sale, we're giving the next hundred for only five dollars each. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fire sale. <laughs> Someone should so, really start a subscription service for this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I will say it is interesting that like they basically part of the um. 
Part of the findings of this, if you look at the graph of prices of network access listings, it does actually corroborate the whole price, massive price increase. Like it, it basically goes like the way that you would interpret it is in Q1, these prices were like the, the prices have fluctuated. There was $3,000 one quarter, then it was $1,500. Now it's $2,800. The, the numbers are all over the place. I don't think this data is necessarily third, third super, quarter is uh, usually the business quarter it's when you're getting all your uh, deals done so they're really <laughs> yeah, trying to get their yeah. quotas those ransomware operators <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know what this data is based on i also don't know how they would get the i, I assume they're just like scraping forum data and pulling yeah. down like the asking price and not actually like the real transaction price. i wonder Russian if they actually have like and... business development teams inside of these ransom operations right like you know they have like, to they're the like, ransomware operators right they're the, yeah, the ransomware like, service they're like seven thousand dollars for access that's way too expensive you can get it for 300 next year yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah no i mean like could you imagine them just like working up all right here's the deal we're gonna post over here we're gonna do it over here and we need at least you guys need to make at least 300 more accesses so we can make our bonuses this year guys don't this you is bs this all this inflation stuff the price of email access has gone up by twice in the year it's crazy yeah i don't know i i, I guess like to speculate randomly like we do on this show maybe Every the day. reason the prices are going up is because companies are putting security things in place like mfa costs like twice as much if you have to bypass it i don't know like who knows maybe it says that most common access techniques are rdp and vpn so so when you, when you usually buy those right they usually give you password and login they give you the some there's two different types there's some they give you straight access to the browser of the target and you can pretend to be them there's other ones that just give you all the information on their computer and give you a backdoor to it but they usually give you all passwords located on the computer the ip address and the location of it plus any users and then you get to see do you want it or not? Once you purchase it, that's when they give you the passwords for it and you can log in and do whatever. So yeah, I, I, that's what I heard. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> like it's it's very interesting to see how it would be different and probably more expensive for corporate computers or corporate accounts versus like just some random grandma the, that clicked on an ad for cookies. So um, the as far as I've seen, like the the costs have never been that high, even because uh, think about like the Cisco breach, right? They compromised his uh, someone's personnel's computer because his Cisco password was on there. You can see what passwords and uh, the user has for what websites. Mm -hmm. So it's almost easier to buy stuff because you're going after personnel computers and not corporate assets. But yeah, personnel or personal. Personal, personal, personal computers. Because well, you, you just personnel. personal computers. Personnel, personal, yeah. Well, Technically, you know yes, was, because Cisco. they're an employee. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's uh, that that's been an hour. I think we've we've all gotten banned from Twitter twice. We've uh, we, <laughs> I changed we've my all name to John to, Strand. But. We've we've all gotten banned from Twitter. Bronwyn still has internet, luckily, even after that discussion. And uh, and the white ghost has risen. Yeah. The the yeah the uh, <laughs> it's not Halloween anymore. Well, and I know, but I'm, just gonna, I'm milking this joke. All right, all right. Let me just let me let me. Thanks die. everyone for coming. Thanks everyone for listening. This episode sponsored by everyone in the audience. You all sponsored this episode, so thanks. Yes, you, you guys, guys are, are amazing. Yes, for sure. Awesome. And Have a good week, time. and uh, talk to you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>